Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Eat, Pray, Die podcast. I am your host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson, a.k.a. your head doctors, a.k.a. Bussiano Beja, a.k.a. your number one thought ally, a.k.a. LA, LA certified bus professional, a.k.a. Viva La Bus. All right. Welcome to episode 308 entitled The Bussy Update. Um, we hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up. Are, are we 408? Is it three? Oh, it is 408. Ah, ah. <laughs> we just gonna keep this anyways because it's been that damn long. Uh, I ain't changing it. We don't have to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> it's episode 408 entitled The Bussy Update. Um, it's been that goddamn long. I, I don't really know what season we're in at this point in our journey. <laughs> if I'm being completely fucking honest. Um, but welcome nonetheless. Bussy Hive, we we miss you. Um, we know it's been a very long time, but before we even go into all that is all the ignorance that is um, us, I'm going to introduce my co-host, the lovely Amber Mona. Hey y'all, what's up? What's up? It's so good to even be talking near a microphone right now. Like I just feel so good. And just like Savoy, I was like, I don't know what season, what number we're on. I, I when I even said it, I said it hesitantly, like four, <laughs> four hundred. <laughs> Um, but yes, excited to uh, to be here. Um, and yeah, it's your girl Amber, aka the artist formerly known as Emo Black Girl, aka Antidepressant, aka she's a Pega, she's a Peg Star, aka Creative Director of Depressed Ho Aesthetics, aka Amber's got a man at home. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and he's so I good to me. Got <laughs> Oh. Ooh, I'm sorry, that. Oh. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, Shantae, Shantae, Amber got a man at home. She was Shantae was so messy for that, but I'm feeling it. She's I'm so feeling fucking messy. Like, how do you say that to somebody? Like, your she's man like, left you a. <laughs> but she's like, I got one though. I got a good man. I'm sorry. Your man is playing games. Okay. <laughs> Your man beating you. Ooh, <laughs> Whoops. Ooh, ooh. Damn. Damn, Amber. She did, she did too much. She did too much. She did too much in that song. Too much, Shaquita. Too much. <laughs> but low key, I'm feeling it. Um, but yeah, hey, how y'all doing? Oh, yes. Let's say hi, hello. Um, you know. We miss you. We we believe y'all missed us based on the tweets uh-huh. and Instagrams, um, messages, and everything else. We know it's been entirely too long. Um, but yeah, we were living. <laughs> Come on. We were li- we were living. I mean, yeah. shit. Amber Amber just told you she got a man at home. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still have no man. Um and for the first time in my life, I think I'm low key okay with that. Look, um, that's gross, right? That's, that's a big deal, okay? Right, I am okay. Um, but yeah, Amber, I guess since the episode is called Bussy Update, I feel like we should just start with an update. So I'm going, you know, ladies go first. So just ladies, just night, in general, y'all. 
a general update. update. Whatever you want to tell the girls. Um, I guess general update is, I mean, my life's still very much the same, except that I, uh, I am in a relationship now. This is very new. So, you know, when this comes out, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he might listen and be like, uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't think so, but um, no, but yeah, no. Uh, general update is my life's the same. Um, I am, you know, still depressed and shit, but uh, I'm working through it, and I feel like I'm I'm doing pretty well with that. Um, I, I definitely still have moments for sure, but the moments are becoming a little shorter. Um, not fewer and far, but <laughs> in between, they're, they're still coming, but they're just a little shorter. So, well, look, that look, is look. nice. Shorter is great. Yeah. But other than that, that's uh, that's all I've been doing. What about you? <laughs> um, I've just been working and living. <laughs> um, that's really, I mean, Ooh. I mean, a lot of things have happened since last episode, but, um, but we're also going to be like asking questions yeah. so that everyone can kind of get to hear our updates in general. So exactly, exactly. So yeah. All right, then I guess, you know, we should just go into our bussy pep talk. You know, one thing that we're proud of ourselves for the week. One thing that we feel like, you know, we just want to congratulate ourselves on and um, it can be whatever you want it to be. Um, I'm go- I'll am I'll start first and just say I had um, two really good events for work this week. Um, I had a um, behind the songs at Soho Warehouse for my client, Tom Stiff, that was packed. There were people standing up and people standing outside the room. So that was good. And then we did a a virtual playback for press for my other client, Ombre, which PJ Morton hosted. So I was really excited about that. Um, And I have a crush on PJ Morton. Um, I've always had a crush on PJ Moore, if I'm being completely honest. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think he wants me, but a girl can still dream. Um, I also Look. don't know if I could go to, if I could be like the first lady of the church. Cause I forgot who his daddy is. I just know his daddy is like some popular pastor. Um, oh, I didn't know his daddy was a popular pastor, but that makes mm, sense. Yeah, okay. His daddy is like some big time pastor. And I think New Orleans. I want to say mm, like interesting well yeah that definitely makes sense about him um yeah and he's also my morehouse brother so oh yeah he is a morehouse man mm-hmm. i've been dana i've been into a lot of those lately i, I cannot I, believe you I, I thought we so, i thought we made a blood pact <laughs> you know what okay 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 in my defense and after this amber we will have a blood pact <laughs> Because after this, la- okay, so what had happened was I matched with this guy a few weeks ago on Tinder. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking on Tinder. He was in town um, in LA, but he was going to Palm Springs the next day. We kept talking even after he left LA slash left Palm Springs. We kept chatting in like for about a week and a half, two weeks. And then I eventually gave him my number. Um, he lives in Maryland. 
Um, I won't say too much about where he lives because I don't want to give nobody no clues. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he lives in Maryland, and um, we were talking for two weeks, and it was it was it was fun. It was good, and then you know, um, he hit me with something I've never been hit with before in my dating career. I didn't What's hit with that? a lot of firsts in my dating career. He he told me that he was concerned that I might be too gay for him. Yeah. Did you hear? Did y'all hear my like the hinges on my ah, track? Ah. <laughs> ah. That those are literally the hinges ah. of my jaw cracking because that it was a first. It was a first. So and how did you were- respond to that? <sighs> you know what was funny? So after he said it, so I- I'll give the full story. Okay. He. We were talking and he just said something. I was like, are there some hesitations you have around us? Because we were actually, because Amber, people should know, Amber, me, Amber, myself, and Dania are all going to Ruth's picnic in a few weeks. So I was going to go to Maryland after that to just see him as well as see like friends Ooh, and stuff, okay, okay, um, okay. in the DMV area. Um, so he's one of the people I was planning on seeing. Um, and essentially, um, I, I asked him, did he have any hesitations around like meeting me or anything like that? Because I was just generally excited because, like I said, it had been like almost three, four weeks, um, probably more like four. And he hadn't done anything to make me want to punch him in his throat yet for real. So I was like very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, the bar is in hell, y'all. Um, but we knew that already. Yeah, we um, so he was like, you know, he started off with, he's like, you know, I think you know, us being long distance um, is something that concerns me a little bit. Even though I've been in a long distance relationship and you've been in a long distance relationship, it is something that kind of like, you know, gives me pause. And then Uh another thing he said is like, I jokingly, even though I I was joking, he said that I always jokingly was trying to always find a way to get out of the situation. Um, (laughs) I have trauma still. Um, (laughs) But it was always a joke. It really was a joke. I didn't really want to like, didn't think he was going. Anyways, and then the yeah, last yeah. one was, the last one was, um, you know, I, you keep saying how you're gay gay. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. You may be too gay for me. Um, in so many words, I don't think he used those exact words, but basically that's what it meant. Um, and then from there, he kind of explained that he never had anybody who had a, a purse or a.k.a. And I said a man's bag um, or who got his his toenails painted. And most of the guys he has dated have been kind of more masculine leaning. Interesting, because I mean, I feel like the straights are doing that now. Like <laughs> that part. Street men um, got tail bars and uh, paint they no tail paint they toes because and nails like yeah. different colors. But okay, keep going. Sorry, I just wanted to. No, leave. no, it's fine. It's fine. Look, look, this, this is just you and I, and we're gonna just talk like we're friends because we okay. are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's what he said, and I he was like, well, you, "You got any thoughts about that?" And I was like, "You know, I um." I said, I don't really have any thoughts. I'm me. And I'm, I work very hard um, to get to a place where I like myself. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you have a problem with that, that's your shit. And 
He's like, yeah, that's something I'm actively working on. And I was like, but now you've kind of made it my shit because now even if I was to, con- even if we were to continue to talk, I would always be thinking in my mind and like, am I being, am I being too gay for him in this moment? And now you've kind of made your shit my shit. Um, and I'm very like, I'm very comfortable in who I am, um, especially yeah. in how I show up in the world. Like I let that go a long time ago. <laughs> um, I think I let it go really in the beginning of my journey of homosexuality or at least being out. I feel mm-hmm. like I, I don't know, I guess to a certain degree, I guess I was always like the girl, the doll was a trailblazer. Um, she was one of the first girls who was out and open, even though I had no niggas and I was not fucking, but all the um, boys who were closeted was fucking everything and walking. You know, I'm still a little bitter behind that. <laughs> how the fuck i come out and i don't get no dick but you know nonetheless um i'm working through that with my therapist <laughs> but yeah so um that was on saturday sunday we did not talk because i was in vegas um and then monday we talked and i just said you know i, I thought about it some and um yeah, I just can't go back, like, to talk to you after what you said. And he's like, yeah, I feel like it would be the pink elephant in the room, even if it isn't the case. And I was like, yeah, it would be. But also, I think in terms of just relationships or, like, dating in general, a lot of times I've betrayed myself, I yeah. feel like, or I put a boundary down and then I've allowed somebody to break it or I put a non-negotiable down and I've not stuck to it. And one of my non-negotiables is just like, you have to be pro LGBTQIA plus, like you, you have to be like, yeah. and that's not to say that I don't have my own shit around the community that I have still work through. I am by no means fucking perfect. And I would be very clear about that. And mm-hmm. I would be fucking lying. I'm just going to stand in my truth. I'd be lying if I said I, I date them. Then. I don't. Like, I don't <laughs> like I would be lying and I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm um, I'm necessarily the most woke. But I think what I have started to understand, especially to the development of the show, is that everybody has a story and you have to listen to those stories and you have to listen to those experiences and you can't. Um, you can't tell anyone how to feel and you can't yeah. tell anybody like you just have to be present in people's experiences and try to, for me, at least, I think it's important that for me, as I show up in the world and dealing with other people in the queer space or just the gay, gay, trans, what bisexual space or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. non-binary space, um, that I just, in there, they're, that when they tell me their experiences, that they don't have them sort of same experiences with me. Um, yeah. That their experiences with me are good and of joy and of peace and balance. And they just feel um, safe and comfortable and feel like they can be their authentic selves. And I think that's, that's very important to me. So um, yeah. and he had made some other statements kind of, previous to that that kind of put a little bit of like mm, they gave you a little pause you're like just a little bit of pause mainly because yeah. um they went to school with fat them and they made like a statement in regards to fat them um yeah um 
and just in terms of just like understanding that like what the idea of Fat Femme and why she created that name. Um, but also under he was just saying like basically everybody has their preferences and you know it is what it is. And I'm like, yes, that's true. <laughs> but that doesn't mean our preferences are wrong. <laughs> like like two things can be and true. Pre- Everybody has their yeah. preferences, but yeah. that doesn't mean that they're great. And like I said, I know that like I prefer masculine man or quote unquote what's deemed masculine. I have always, and that's just my thing. And that's something like I said, I have to deal with. Um, but I'm also very much aware that like me being a feminine man, me being a bottom, me being of a certain size are things that, you know, aren't necessarily as accepting in the, the black com- gay community. Um, um you know, and yeah. That's a whole Ooh, that that's was- my, ah, ah! a lot. That was a huge update. Um, but I can I comment on it? Of course, girl. I told okay. you this is just me and you and I know, but still, is. I know this is me and you, but you know, sometimes you gotta, I just want to just double check, you know. Sometimes you get you need to ask your friend. This is listeners, you also need to ask your friends sometimes, like if they just want to talk and tell a story, or uh-huh. if <laughs> that you know, you can come in with some with some uh some commentary, you know. Okay. But that was that was just What's your commentary, sis. But no, but one I just wanted to say, like first of all like shout out to the honesty all around um from him telling you that dumb shit but (laughs) uh (laughs) but him telling it to you you receiving it you being like hmm okay let me ponder that and then you taking a look and being like is this honestly someone i can truly be with and then you going back and saying like this is actually something I can't deal with. This is a non-negotiable, and these are the reasons why. Is just so beautiful. Like that was just like a really beautiful showcase of just like honesty and truth. And I just like really love that. I I mean, granted, because I think th- I think what he said is interesting, and what even what you said as far as like you know even I'm only attracted to not only but i'm attracted to uh masculine men like that is a truth and that can be something that you can talk about and be like i'm working through this but to have like an inherent issue with it like being like okay like i think you you might be too gay for me and that's an insecurity that i have and like i am trying to work through that and something that i also really like about you and like I, you know, like sharing that openly would have been like different, but to just kind of be like, you too gay for me is. Well, no, he did. So I want to get full. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to paint him as this bad person. He did say that like, that is something that he has to work through. Okay. He's actively working through. And like I said, he's he's very young or he's not very young, but he's not even, he's young. Wow, I'm gonna tell a lot. He, 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 yeah, um, he's, he's young. young. Like he's told, young. He's young. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's young. And um, and like I told him, um, I said the things I thought when I was thirty or thirty-one. Um, I'm low-key embarrassed of, of, of you know, and even in my twenties. Um, you know, I think Amber knows better than anyone. Like at 30, 31, 
beginning of my 31 year, like I'd said some stupid shit like, I don't believe that bisexual men, black bisexual men, they really exist. And shit, I, I feel crazy now saying, but I said it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm by no means, um, I'm not perfect. <laughs> none of and us none are. of us are. Okay. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, but, but look at this. Like you are somebody who is honest about your growth, honest about who you are, honest about where you're at. And like, to me, that's miles ahead than any fucking body. <laughs> like, so. That's fair. So, you know, <laughs> I know that. In in general speaking, I know that I've grown through mm-hmm. my thirties, and I know that there everybody's journey is different. So I think for me, I'm not mad at him by any means. I think on some level it hurts, of course, because that's like I said, this is the first time someone's ever told me that, and I'm sure it's not the first time someone's ever felt that way about me. But this is mm-hmm. the first time somebody's ever like said it, and mm-hmm. I think within that, I think. Um, I still give him, I give him grace because I, I know that like, it's a journey and I know that, you know, he grew up very religious going yeah. to Morehouse and we know what Morehouse brings, no shade. Um, I think. Please, shade, 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 ah, shade. Ah, shade. No, we're not going to do that. No, we're not going to do that. Shade, shade, shade to I the Maroon Tigers. Me. Okay. Ah, ah. I think Amber, you know, more than anybody going to Spelman dealing with Morehouse Brothers, I think that the schools sometimes perpetuate even the idea of, like, how you should show up even in your queerness. Like, yeah. a respectable idea of, like, how you should show yeah. up as a... Even if you are a gay man, you still have to show up as a Morehouse man. What that mm-hmm. does that What does that look like? Yeah. And that's shit you gotta work through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's shit that people, a lot, you know, I feel like a lot of Morehouse men have probably had to work through um, for whatever reasons. Um, but I think that it's just a respect, respect, respectability politics. And I think right. that is something as Black folks that we, that we, as we always have to deal with and confront. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, for me, you know, like I said, I'm still learning, I'm still healing and becoming and all that shit, all those words. yeah but But i also think i also think it's great to give him grace but also to recognize that that's something that's not necessarily what you want in a partner right now and that's okay too like yes you can be like yes he's growing yes he's you know learning and but you can be like you know what i actually kind of would like someone who might be kind of in the same wavelength as me right now who might not be as uncomfortable by you know um femininity uh or in any way so yeah i i feel that that's i feel like i love it i love that conversation though i really do uh so well, yeah, girl, what's your pussy pep talk? I don't even know how That was a pussy pep talk? Oh, shit. Okay. Exactly. I love that. Okay, I didn't know where we were. Okay, you guys, right. I, don't I don't know. know this this show, what is it? What is the show? <laughs> this is we ain't did an episode in over six months. That's what this is. And then our last show was like T.S. Madison. So like that just exactly. naturally felt like... <laughs> a finale you know <laughs> right 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 like, bitch y'all got ts madison y'all can go ahead and be... we can do whatever we want now uh pretty much pretty much 
Shout out to TS Medicine for real, for real. Well, you know, Amber, you know what? I know we did all these questions. I guess we can still ask, but I mean, do we really got to keep it? It's our show. <laughs> it's our show. We can do whatever the fuck we want to do. We want to. Exactly. Okay. So what's your pussy um, pep talk? But we ain't got to keep it to a format this episode. We just going to give them us. We just going to give them us. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so my pussy pep talk this week. Um, so I... I'm currently uh, working on a piece that is really fucking hard. It's about like the black maternal health crisis <laughs> um, in America. If y'all did not know, black women um, are three to times, three to four times more likely to die in childbirth than any other race. Uh, in New York City, it is eight to 12 times more likely in New York fucking city. So um, having to kind of like do this work has been really, really tough for me as a black woman, as a black woman who wants to have children, as an older black woman who wants to have children. I'm like, I'm about to fucking I, I'm like, I want to have kids and I'm about to almost kill myself just to have a child. And then if that child and I do make it, that child could die in a fucking grocery store by a fucking Nazi. So you know, <laughs> so I, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I had to give y'all the real. Um, so I just, I, going back to the Bussy pep talk, it has been really, really hard for me to like get through this work. But this week was like a lot better. Um, and then just like making sure that I take breaks, making sure that I check in with myself, making sure that I'm honest with myself about like how I'm feeling because this shit is hard. And I work for a show where I'm supposed to make that funny. And that is difficult. So, um, wait, do you got to make it funny? I don't have to, but it, there's way, you know what I'm saying? Like there's ways that I have to make it like, haha, <laughs> you know, um, which is difficult sometimes. And so, yeah, I don't know if this is, I don't know if you a ha in this particular moment. I think more so the haha is the anger, you know? Um, mm. And so, um, yeah, but I, what I'm proud of myself for doing is just like making sure, because sometimes I wouldn't be honest with myself. Like, I'd be like, oh, this isn't that bad. Like, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep doing me. I'm going to keep working. I'm just keep plugging along. And then being mm -hmm. like, why am I not plugging along? Why am I not working well? So it's just uh, giving myself that grace and also giving myself that compassion in this moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm proud of myself for doing that. That's my best okay. talk. All right. Well, I think, you know, since I... I got some questions, but, you know, I think that it's important that we just start on a high note. And um, <laughs> before we get to Amber's Got a Man at Home, I would like <laughs> to discuss a character known by the name of Two Prong. <laughs> and what does the character two prong what was that experience because i know about the experience but i think it's important that the pussy hive know about two prong yes 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 and the experience with two prong and so, i'm going to give you the floor now amber <laughs> okay all right two prong um shout out shout out to him you know maybe i don't know yeah but shout out to him for real um 
So I was uh, dating uh, this African man. Um, that should have been red flag number one. Um, and <laughs> triggered. Triggered. I'm triggered too, actually. No, but that's not a red flag. There's no red, there's not really a red flag in the story, to be honest with you. Um, so I was dating this guy. And I just remember being like, oh, he doesn't seem like as like sexual as I have. And mind you, I'm like kind of coming off of Scorpio, who I've pegged, who's like this sexually like, ex- you know, uh, experienced person. And so very, I'm thinking very like, minded for the most yeah, part. For, open minded in his own sexual way. So I'm thinking like, oh, this guy isn't going to be like that. Like, he's not going to be doing that. So I think I was just kind of just like, whatever to even just having sex with him. I mean, I liked him, but I was just kind of like, meh. So, uh, (laughs) so we are like fooling around and kissing and I'm like, I'm like, you know, about to give him a little handsy, handy, whatever you call it, hand job. And (laughs) I feel his dick. I I literally jumped back because I thought that I was like feeling his dick, but I felt his balls. And I was like, wait, what? Like, what's happening here? Like, I don't know. I was like, what's going on? And he's like, what? And I was like, what is that? And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, huh? I'm like, I just felt your balls, but is that on your dick? Like, they felt like they were like stuck together. And so, so then he whips out his dick and it turns out, so I'm trying to help visualize this as much as I possibly can, Come but on, just imagine, just imagine you guys, you're looking at a penis right now. Okay. It's mm. a circumcised penis. So you see the head, it looks like a little mushroom top. And then you okay. have the shaft and like it goes down a couple inches, but then there's like a large ball kind of connected to the shaft. And then it's continued more <laughs> shaft and then hair and then it's attached to, you know, his like pelvic area. So I so that's how it is. And um <laughs> when I touched, I was like, what is that? And he explained uh like why he has it. It's like a something that uh, is done in his, uh, in tribe where he's from. Um, and I was just Wait, like, so what? they create it. Yeah. They create that. They create it for, um, the arousal of women specifically. Can you please give us the name of his tribe? So I, I can't do that. Name. I cannot do that. Damn, Amber. Like, okay. Gonna, give it to me offline. I'll give it to you give offline. Okay. <laughs> Shit, I, I, I just can't do it because it's too it's I don't know you know what I'm saying ah, ah, no like, I understand same thing with boy from Morehouse um but yes but <laughs> but I will say that uh yeah I, I won't go into details about like tribe or whatever but that's what he told me and this is also alleged like this could be a lie this could be he might have a tumor on his fucking dick who knows like I don't know. Never did I think the excitement from a tumor. Never did I think I could be excited about the possibility of a tumor. <laughs> but let me tell y'all, regardless of whatever it is, regardless of how that ball was created, that shit is a 12 out of 10. That shit was fucking great. Like, 
that that little bond a little because i call it two prong a little because it almost looks like in a way like i don't know if y'all have ever seen people with like an extra pinky on their hand you know and it kind of just like pops out (laughs) that's kind of how it is a little bit and just imagine like another part of the dick hitting like something in your fucking vagina or your bussy and you're just like what like it's hitting spots you didn't know could be hit like i'm Mm, hella Hell, I'm just going crazy. Like, I'm like, this shit really fucked. That shit fucked me up, yo. Like, first having that, that dick was, was really dope. That was a good, that was, <laughs> two prong was great. So I started calling him two prong. Chef's kiss. Yes. We had a little chef's kiss on the two prong. Um, but yeah, um, but he, yeah, he's, it, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> you know. Shout out to him, I, I feel, guess. I don't. I feel like one thing we never talk about. I feel like if dick is too good, the nigga ain't staying around too long. Like if it's too good, if it's good, it's amazing the first time. In my experience, that nigga ain't gonna be in your life for more than a few weeks, <laughs> maybe a few months if you're lucky. Like that is my experience. If the dick is too bomb, he's not staying around. Because he's giving this dick to multiple people. Like, it's not just yours. It's on loan. Like, you are leasing a dick. Because Not leasing a dick, child. Like, it's a dick leasing (laughs) service. I feel like it's not, it's not yours. And if it's that good, it's just not going to be yours forever. I mean, it just isn't. That's not. I guess so. I guess so. I was, you know... I just was surprised. I think it was like, it's one of those things where, you know, um, you go into a movie, you're like, I'm not going to like this movie. And then it becomes like your favorite movie. That's how I, I looked at it. <laughs> like sometimes you, <laughs> sometimes things exceed your expectations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I fucking weak. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. But, Mm. um, you know, it was, it was fun. I would say like with that person, I think the sex was really good the first time, but like the times after weren't as like, it was still good, but it wasn't like as like bomb as the first time. Mm -hmm. I think it was just like, my pussy was just like, what the hell is this new dick? Like, (laughs) what is this? (laughs) so that was like amazing and great but um yeah that's that's been that is an update that's definitely an update of my my sex life uh he gone he ain't you know you got a a man i got a man at home Um, a girlfriend I am a girlfriend. Wow, that is wild. Sometimes I'd be like, what? (laughs) What does it feel like being a girlfriend this time around? You know, it doesn't feel like anything, in my opinion. I was just thinking about that. Like, I was just like, it doesn't feel different. Like, I don't feel differently. Um, It is nice to have someone that, like, 
that I really care about and that I know cares about me. It's like having like a friend, a really, really good friend that you can have sex with. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like. A dream. Uh, <laughs> You're living the dream, girl. You're living the dream. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, uh, it doesn't feel like anything, but it does feel good when I say it, it does feel good. Like, like he gets really, it's so funny. So like, I'll be like, I'll say something like, um, your girlfriend or like in reference to me. And he's like, I love hearing that, you know? And I'm just like, oh, that's so corny and sweet. (laughs) So corny and sweet. It is so so corny and sweet but um yeah thank you but it's not yeah i wouldn't say i feel it also might feel differently because like it's also long distance so it might feel differently if you were like in my space all of the time um but i just know that it feels right it feels good but it doesn't feel like oh my life is like different now that I have a boyfriend. It's like your girl's still depressed and she still has to be honest and talk through it. Uh, And, you know, like that's really hard at times or, you know, life's still going and life's still happening. Even, even if like somebody that I really care about is a part of my life now, but yeah, it's, it's cool. It's so funny that you said depression is still happening. Because <laughs> I think sometimes as, as people who deal with depression, we think like something is going to change when something changes. Like, like oh, yeah. this shit is going to go away. Like, no, no, nigga. Like, it you still going to take your meds every day. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you still going to have to take your meds every day. Um, it's, <laughs> it's funny because I thought that with the job I have now, that Mm-hmm. it would be different. Like, okay, my, I'm going to be different or I've got, mm-hmm. I've moved. I have my own apartment now. It's going to be different. Now I have mm-hmm. a boyfriend and like, he's fucking great. And like, just like an otherworldly human being to me, even though he is a human and I have to remember that, like, but he's just so kind and so sweet and so thoughtful. And, um, I didn't know, uh, straight men came that way. I just didn't know. That <laughs> So. Yeah, I'm not sure gay, not sure gay, man, gay, <laughs> queer, bisexual, non-binary. I'm not sure many of the male experience come that way. I don't think it's about being straight at this point. That I'm not sure true. that. that. <laughs> um, I think trans, but. whatever. If you are of the male experience or of a masculine presenting experience, I'm not sure that kindness, Ooh, comes, thoughtfulness, is a part of your DNA. <laughs> so yeah i just didn't i didn't think that and then i i just didn't and then there was there's parts of me and there's sometimes where i'm just like damn i have this person that really likes me and really cares about me but like i'm still fucking sad and i'm just like damn and one thing that i'm like learning and realizing is taking care of myself is most paramount regardless Mm -hmm. um it does not matter that i have a boyfriend like it does not matter in the world um it is nice it's a nice thing to have but ultimately like am i taking care of myself am i doing things that are good for me am i doing you know that is what is important because 
I want to show up like I'm I'm learning that I really want to show up as like my full self in all my relationships and my friendships and my family relationships and romantic relationships. And I'm not going to be able to show my full self if I am not putting giving that same energy that like I give to my man to me. Like I need to give myself more of that, you know? Um, so I think that's what's a that's kind of like where I am on this journey of life is just like pouring, trying to pour into me as much as I can, even though it's hard um, because of like work, because of family, because of friends, because, you know, I have a boyfriend. I'm just like, I want to do all these things for people. And like, but no, I just have to remember like the person, the most important person right now is like, is always going to be me. And I always have to make sure that like I can feed myself so that like I'm not just like showing up empty for the people around me. That's yeah. a word, honey. That's yeah. A word. That's what I've been like, thinking about. <laughs> that made me my na- my nose run a little bit. <laughs> it, it's it's so funny that you say that because I think one thing that's come up for me, shop Amber sent me this book called Being Single on Purpose and that book has low key, even though I haven't gotten through like it's broken up into three sections. I'm still in section one, but it's been very mm-hmm. interesting what I've learned from the book. Um, it's good, right? It's a, a good-ass book. It's a good-ass book. And I think I'm at a place where for the first time where I'm like, mm, boy, like joy and peace has to be created somewhere outside of just work and, mm. and romance or dating. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out like, what exactly does joy, peace, and balance, like what do those things look like for me not and not from a place of like how well work is doing or how much dick I'm getting or how much I like a person? Like where yeah. where where do I find joy that is just simply around something that's that is me created, that's created yeah. by myself? So that has been very interesting, like that journey and just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. I love that. So, I, so what's crazy is I also gave my man that book um, and it's called Single on Purpose, which is, you know, people are like, what? Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> but it's, I don't think, I think that book is really good because it's not saying like, oh, you have to be single to be happy or anything like that. It's basically saying you need to be happy with you before you can delve into any other relationship. And it kind of breaks it down why and how. Um, and so that's why I really liked it. And um, also, like I was talking to uh, to my man about it. And uh, it's funny calling him my man, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I was talking to I was talking to him about it and he was like, yo, I want to read that. He likes to read. He's a nerd. And so um so yeah, I gave it to him. So um yeah, so uh do you have okay, sorry to kind of go back to the framework. Do you have any <laughs> eat questions? I mean, not really. I was gonna ask you, it's such a random question, but because I, I know you like candles. I was like, like, what, like, if you had to create your signature scent with, like, any, like, food smells or, like, 
vegetable Ooh. or like fruits? Like, what was your signature? Like, and what would you, what would you, what would your signature candle? What food smells would they would it include? Oh, that's a good question. Okay, so what's very funny is my mother is now making candles. And she my sister makes candles. candles. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. We candles. love. We love. We love. Yep. Right. Um, and so my mom made me a candle. It was very, very nice. I really liked it. But um my candle would include amber in it, the scent of amber. It has to. Um, definitely some vanilla. Like, uh, I love a, a vanilla smell. Um I think, let me see. Um, I really like, I don't know if these will pair well with amber per se, but like, I really kind of like a blueberry kind of scent in a way. Um, like I kind of want to smell a little bit like, like with a little like fruit, just a little, <laughs> I like just a little fruit. Just a little, <laughs> um, I, 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 a, like a, <laughs> a dab. A smidge. Oh, dab, a little smidge. Um, I, yeah, those are kind of like the things. I don't know if amber will fit with those things because it like amber is a different smell than that. But like definitely like a vanilla, a cocoa, a hint of like a fruity scent, like a hint of fruit, berry kind of. Um, and then we can have some amber in there somewhere. But yeah, that's what I would do is my scent. That's a good question. Thank you. I tried. I tried. That wasn't a question. Um, I had a question. I had a, actually a lot of questions around food, but I'll just do the one that I like the most. Um, if you could describe LA through a taste, what would LA taste like? <laughs> Ooh, bitch! That was a good ass question. That was a good. Ass. Um, that one. <laughs> I think. I would describe it as, I'll be my experience. I think it is the quintessential, it's that that white meme or that lady, white lady when she first takes a swig or a bite of something and she gets that she like, bites. and then she gets, hmm. And she's like, oh, <laughs> like the kombucha? Yeah, she was yes. kombucha. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think that is, that is the taste of LA for me. Those first, um, the first three months, I was like, "Bitch, what did I do? Did I make the right decision?" Um, and I think what I will say is that, um, like now, I enjoy the taste. Um, so it's kind of like you know, it's a little bitter at first, but then it's like a little tart, and then goes down smooth. Um, but I think. One thing I, I had to recognize, I think when I moved to LA, I was under the the impression that it would be like when I moved to New York. Mm. And it would just be a very easy kind of like drop in and I would just live, it would really be no different. And um, life quickly was like, bitch, no, um, <laughs> you are not 23 anymore and you are more aware and you are a totally different person. It, than you were at 23, at 35. Um, why you thought this was going to be the case, we don't know. But, <laughs> um, you know, you got to adjust. And, you know, I've had to adjust to, like, not necessarily having 
public transportation or just living in a neighborhood and not having it be so fucking loud and um, (laughs) not having to like just it's so many things that you don't realize about New York until you move somewhere else and then you're like oh my god this is I got very accustomed to some shit that I don't necessarily know is good or bad but I got accustomed (laughs) to it and so I just I think that's what it is. The taste is, like I said, it's a little tart. It's a little bitter at first. And then it goes down really smooth. And you're like, oh, I like it. Um, You know, I'm not necessarily sure. It's something that I think I would want on occasions. I'm not sure that I want regularly. I don't know if I want it to be Mm. in this taste they be in every meal or to be my um, final final taste, so to speak. But (laughs) I do... um, I do enjoy it and it has been good. It has been, um, been, I've learned a lot about myself in these nine months here. And I think, um, yeah, I'm like continue to learn and trying to be as open as possible in learning. <laughs> um, uh-huh. sometimes it's like, bitch, I don't feel like learning shit today. I'm just going to look, I know, like, I know there's a lot, and somewhere here, I don't feel like dealing with that shit today. So I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, 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 sometimes you gotta tell, like sometimes, <laughs> yeah, like let's put this bro on pause. <laughs> that part, that part, and I think one thing that like I've learned from like reading Alex's Alex L books are like the idea of like healing can stop. And continue and it can it's gonna go in waves and all that type of stuff and, and that's okay too like you don't mm-hmm. have to be in it every fucking day um because some days i'm just not you know and some days i know some days i know i'm doing some fuck shit <laughs> and i've come to terms with that like there are some things that i've done in these nine months that i'm like soy you know this this only going to feel good in the moment. And then the next day or the next hour afterwards, you just going to be like, what, why did I do Not even why did I do that? But what was the point? Um, or, you know, I've slept with so many men here that I'm just like, so many one-offs. <laughs> okay. So many one-offs. Yeah. So many one-offs. Sometimes <laughs> This is fair. Cause a lot of them weren't good. Um, some of them were great. Some of them were not so good. Um, uh-huh. But um, yeah, it's been a lot of one-offs. Like I said, some goods. I've had like my first, I had my first real like hookups here where like I met dudes and like a few hours, a few hours later or a few days later, they was here, never met them before. They came over here for fucking and we fucked. And how did you like that? Sometimes it was good. <laughs> Sometimes it was bad. Um did you find it exciting? Like, were you like, ooh? I didn't find it, no. I didn't find it exciting. And I think that still has a lot to do with, like, my own sexual trauma <laughs> sometimes. Um, I didn't sense. find it as exciting as I, as, um, I wouldn't say as I thought it would. I don't think I ever thought I would find it exciting. <laughs> but um, It is, like, hella nerve-wracking. Like, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I'm having like, sex I don't with a person you. that I don't know, like, what's gonna happen yeah no like, so it he is told it. me his name is tim but it could be is fucking, it <laughs> exactly like um 
The only thing I really know is his dick size. And I've even been dick fished here. Um, oh, shout out to L.A. Yeah, I've been dick fished. Yeah. Oh, wait. So you have been dick fished in L.A. Okay. Yes, sorry. Yes, I heard fished. it as you I've done a lot of things. Yes, I've been dick fished in L.A. I've been I've slept with a couple by accident in L.A. Okay, um, please give me that story. <laughs> um, okay, so last year when I came here for a shoot, a, a um, album packaging shoot, I matched with on Tinder. Um, I thought he was the cutest thing ever. Um, you know, we didn't meet up while we was here. I moved forward. I deleted Tinder probably like five times before between April and August when I came back. Um, happened to be in LA again when I moved here, obviously. And we um, reconnected on Jack's. Um, and within reconnecting on Jack, I don't think he even remember us connecting the first time, but because my memory is fucking phenomenal. I do. And anyways, um, he's in an open relationship. He tells me that, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'll go back and forth. At first, I tell him, eventually, I'm like, oh, I, I told myself I wouldn't have casual sex anymore. I don't really want to have that, blah, 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 blah. And then two weeks later, my body was like, bitch, we want some dick. And then long story short, I fuck him on October 1st. Um, it was the first dick I got here. Um, uh-huh. It wasn't bad. It was boyfriend dick. Um like, I think the, the part of that, like, it was good dick, but it was boyfriend dick, but it's like, I'm not your boyfriend. So it felt weird that you were giving me boyfriend dick, but I'm not your boyfriend. Um, um, yeah, that's tricky. Yeah, I'm like, this is boyfriend dick, but I'm not your boyfriend. So this doesn't feel like I should be um, receiving this. So fast forward a few months later, December, I'm on Jack mm-hmm. again. Um, I get hit up by this dude who says he's also in a relationship, but he doesn't say he's in an open relationship. It's not a open, say, open relationship. And it says, like, friendships and the things. So I'm like, finding friends on Jack is weird, but that's not my thing. I, I don't I don't think it's necessarily the best place to find friends, but hey, to each his own. <laughs> um, right. At first, we were just talking, having regular conversation, and then he made, like, an a, a inference to fucking, and I was like, wait. I was like, I thought you were in a relationship. He's like, oh, no, we're open, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I end up fucking him um, or a week before, a few days or something before we fucked. Um, I said something about cuddling and how even though it's a hookup, I still need to be cuddled for at least yeah. 15 minutes afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess him and his boyfriend were talking and I'm sure I said it to the other dude. He said that the, the other boyfriend said it to the boyfriend, and he was like, "I I think you fucked my boyfriend." Actually, I know you fucked my boyfriend. Then he sent me a picture of them together, and my jaw dropped. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> the jaw hand just uh, cracked." <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Oh, and long story short, I was like, "So is we still fucking?" And he was like, "Yeah." So here's the thing. The first one I was excited about, but the second one I was really excited. The other boyfriend I was really excited about. Okay, okay. Well, when I tell you that the second one, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I have, I have a question you, after. 
When I tell you that the second one gave me Papa John's dick, and when I say Papa John's dick, it was nothing. Like, it was nothing special about this dick. It was like, nothing. okay. I'm like, what is a Papa like, John's dick anyway? So Papa John's dick is, so Papa John's dick is just, it's, it's national chain pizza. You know, they just throw it together. It's not really, there's <laughs> no, you know, I prefer regional family, secret family recipes. You know what I'm saying? I don't particularly like Papa John's dick. Like, I want I want some secret something secret in the sauce. You know, I want to feel like I can only get this in Chicago or New York. Like I want regional family restaurants. You know, they can have a few locations, but not too many. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want exactly. on every corner. You yeah, know, I don't want I don't want every like I don't want you to be able to get my dick in yeah. DC, New York, Miami, <laughs> LA. Like I want some shit that I can only get here. Okay. Um, gotcha. And he gave me Papa John's dick. And I, you know, I told him that. Um yeah. and I was just so sad because I really thought he was gonna be better than the first. And he was actually worse and he hears this podcast i'm sorry it was it's just my truth it's just my truth okay so question yes would you hit them both up and be like let's fuck because then because there might be like even though papa john's dick might be papa john's it might be better with a little different sauce or some extra ingredients so you know i've never really wanted to do a threesome because I just have a problem multitasking in general. And just that here's the thing. Like, ah, ah, ah. Okay, what's the thing? You might not need to multitask. It's true. Because they are in an open relationship. They both fucked you. You could be the person that they just want to fuck. And they oh, can while the other one watch. No, or like, you know, like while. You know, you're giving some head. You might be getting your back blown out. Wow. You're, they might be kissing on you both at the same time. You know? Yeah, but see, that's what I'm talking about. The multitasking. Like, I, I can only focus on one dick at a time. Like, the idea of somebody fucking me while I'm sucking dick just feels oh, like a lot of work. That me. is, like, my fantasy. Um, that almost happened to me this year and it didn't. And do you understand? I curse the day every single day. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, how did I get into a relationship before this happened? <laughs> that just means that the universe didn't want that for you right now. Oh, oh. maybe, but maybe, or maybe I'll get it. I don't know. Who knows? But, maybe, um, yeah, who knows? But, <laughs> But yeah, but that okay. So that's not something that makes you like excited. That, that makes me yeah no. <laughs> See, and I'm more like the idea of getting fucked and having someone watch it me more excited. Like I don't want a nigga to join. I just want him to like jag off himself. Like I can see them. Like I think because here's the thing. I think in my mind I'm Janet Jackson, and okay. I always want to put on a performance. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. to me. Sex is about the performance. Like, you know, that's why I'm probably why I'm verbal. You know what I'm saying? I want to give, like, I want to be Viola Davis, okay? 
Um, not necessary first lady Viola Davis. Um, you know but, what? <laughs> <laughs> but fences Viola, I want to give you fences Viola. Like I okay. want to change your life with my performance. Okay. Um, okay. So for me, the idea of somebody watching me would only make it sexier because like then I get to be, I get to give the, the performance or the stage presentation that I've always wanted. Well, to you have you have you have it built in right now. This is true, but I don't think neither one of them want to talk to me. And I don't think I either I want to okay. talk to either one of them for real. I just don't think like if I'm gonna fuck an open couple, I want. I'm not necessarily sure that they're going to be the open couple that I would. I don't know. I really, I don't really think. I don't think that they really want to be open. I think they're just doing it because it's in trend. Like I think there are some couples. Like honestly, I think there are some non-monogamous couples that are very much doing it. But in them, like the first one, like I said, gave me boyfriend dick, and then the second Mm -hmm. one just gave me like. I could have been anybody. And he even said to me when I told him he gave me Papa John's dick, he said, Wait, you told him that? Yes, yes, I did. Because I I didn't want nobody else to have this fucking experience, Amber. Okay? Okay. I wasted a fucking body for nothing. Okay? I wasted a fucking body. (laughs) First of all, he rushed his dick into my ass. And his dick curved Uh up. It was such a beautiful dick. And that's why it was Uh even more upsetting. Because it curved up and I was so excited. I was like, yes. Thank God. Like, this was a beautiful dick. And it was one of those dicks that's surprising because it doesn't photograph as big. But then when Mm. it got in front of me, I was like, oh my God. Like, ooh, Jesus, God is good. And Mm. he's a beautiful man. But he like, just, yeah, it just wasn't. So anyway, I told him and, um, I told him that I was like, and one of the statements he made was, well, you know, maybe there is a block there because, you know, I'm in a relationship. And I'm just like, so why are you doing this? Like, if you're not going into, why are you having sex with other people if you're not having, if you're not looking to have, able to give your full self sexually? Like, to me, that's the whole point of being, to me at least, I don't know. But to me, if I'm going to be in a non-monogamous relationship, I want to, if I'm going to be having sex with other people, I want to give them my full self sexually, at least. You know what I'm saying? Um, And if there's a block for you there, then why are you doing it? Because then just keep fucking your boyfriend that you love and care about. Don't be fucking other people. But, you know, everybody's ideas around sex are different. So, but nonetheless, that's not mine. Yeah. That's not my story to tell. Hmm. Okay. Well, all right. So I do. I I have some questions. So mm-hmm. okay. So Let's go. we're gonna go into we're gonna go into pray. Yes. This is kind. Of, so we have done our eat questions. We're gonna go into pray. My question for you, and maybe I can also answer this later. But my question for you is: remind the folks what your passion is. And has your passion changed since moving to LA? And if it hasn't <laughs> changed, and if it hasn't changed, how have you been implementing your passion in LA? Passion has changed. Um, mm. Okay, so what is your passion? Because we started off every single when we time. Start, what is your passion? So I think when I first started the podcast, it was just to tell stories. 
Yeah. Um, and have people, you know, hopefully relate to those different stories and experiences. And I think that's still a passion of mine. But I think right now my passion is just showing up for myself. Mm. And, um being good to myself in a way that I've never been good to myself before. And um, my focus is me, like my focus is me. And I think that that looks different, different realms of my life, you know, from Mm -hmm. career, you know, there are certain things that I think for me, I've had to be like, okay, I'm gonna let this, I'm gonna let this client go, or I'm gonna let this situation go because this doesn't, or I want to go after these types of clients because at this point, I spent a lot of I spent a lot of time building others' careers, and I think I've made building others' careers such a focal point of my career. But I have not necessarily thought to myself, "How does this help me? How does this mm. grow me as a professional?" And I think for the first time, I am asking myself that. Like as I get on, as I get clients, I'm asking myself, "Like, is this you know, is this client going to help me get to the next place?" Like, mm-hmm. I can believe in them. They can believe in me, whatever the case may be. Um, obviously, I'm not going to work with people I don't believe in. But right. um, I do, you know, I have to be more intentional with the clients that I'm getting. So, and then outside of that, you know, like I said, just taking care of me. So that may look like a morning walk. That may look like 10 minutes of meditation, just telling myself I'm great. That <laughs> looks like, it looks <laughs> like, it looked like so many fucking things. Mm-hmm. Um and I think even like yesterday, like <laughs> while I was journaling, um, one thing that came up for me yesterday while I was journaling was like, I have to stop looking at myself. And when I say looking at myself, I think in terms of attractiveness through the eyes of others, um, whether that be through their interests or lack of interest or just what I read all the time, you know, what I read or see on social media, like I have to look at myself. I have to see myself. And I think for so long, and this, this is just, I think for real, like, I think for so long, I have been asking people to see me, to desire me, to love me, to appreciate me and value me and that would show up in me going above and beyond and doing all these different things whether they were mature immature and even in work like almost working to the point of like not even almost working to the point of exhaustion because I just wanted to prove I wanted somebody I, I thought if I did this people would see me and they would value me or they would desire me or whatever the case may be and I think for the first time in my life I'm understanding that like it's not my responsibility. That's not my right. responsibility, like, anymore. And that's not to say that, like, you know, I'm going to be a shitty person. But that's just to say, like, it's not my responsibility to make people see me. And either you see me or you don't see me. But if you don't see me, that's okay. But I'm not going to go above and beyond for you to see me anymore. I'm just going to see, I'm going to work on seeing myself. And so within that, I've been able, you know, yesterday, like when it came up to me, like not seeing myself through the attractions or the popular opinions of 
the Black gay community. Because I think for so long I've just said certain things about myself and about my weight and my, you know, my lack of ass. And I've told my, I think in so many ways I've kind of, <laughs> my therapist told me, shout out to my therapist. She told me, um, I told her I felt overlooked for most of my romantic relationships and just in general in life, I felt overlooked by the other black men. And, um, and she was like, well, just don't overlook yourself. And I think that was like so life-changing for me because I think I have looked overlooked myself for a long time. I have not seen myself. I've not looked at myself. I have not valued myself. Uh And I've been constantly trying to find value in work or in podcasts or men and i've been asking almost sometimes begging um for people to see me and every time they don't you know what i'm saying and um and i just wanna i wanna see myself so i'm actively working on like seeing myself and not overlooking myself and knowing that i don't have to exhaust myself anymore to be seen like it's either going to be what it's going to be but i gotta see myself i gotta yeah. take care of me in the words of cookie lines i gotta put myself first lucius i gotta put, I myself, gotta put first. myself first first lucius that's real talk that so is real that talk. is my passion mm, i love that i love that um I think my passion is, I think it still is storytelling. And I think my passion is still um, making sure that I tell stories where marginalized people feel seen. Um, I do recognize that that's just, that's just like one of my passions in life. Mm Um, and that that sole passion isn't what is going to fuel me, which I think is, I thought that like, if I do these things, then, then that means like, you know, I'll be like, I'll be stepping into who I am and like, this is me, but like, there's so many different facets of me that is outside of just storytelling and, uh, the stories of like marginalized people, um, like I, I'm ratchet as fuck. I, I like, stu- I love stupid shit, you know, like what's that? Who was that? Her name was her name, like Glorilla. And she has a saying, fuck nigga free. Love that song. Like, ah, ah. But Amber, you didn't, you always been a bird. I think I've always been a bird. Exactly. Like that's who I am. That's, that's just like, but I like, but I like those parts of me and understanding Mm. that like this one passion isn't going to necessarily feel me or, um, be the reason why I live. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and I think that that's one thing that's been a little bit different from that my shift in the the passion and plus like if you haven't seen soul please check it out like this is probably just gonna be a spoiler so if you don't if you want to watch the movie you can skip this part but if not if you don't care you can keep listening um soul also kind of like taught me that that movie have you seen it Savoy? i've seen i saw the beginning of it but i didn't finish it by any Ooh. 
Okay, please watch it, Savoy. Okay, I will. Please watch it because it is, it talks a lot about this idea of like passions and what you're born to do and really how we look at life in this very much so like singular passion. I am born to do this. I have to do this. If I'm not doing this thing, then therefore my life sucks and not seeing just like the full picture. And so, um, yeah, I just, I think that's kind of where I am right now is just like trying to understand the full picture of like where I am. Um, like there it's funny because like, so, um, I got these like questions. I don't know if y'all ever heard. So on Instagram one day, I saw like these black people asking each other questions or whatever, like these little question cards. And so I was like, you know, that'd be really fun because like, uh, that'd be really fun to do with my current guy because he's obsessed with asking questions. He's a Gemini. So he's just like, let's talk all the time. Wait, 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 wait. wait, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You did not tell me this motherfucker was a, you've told me so much about this motherfucker. You did not tell you. I hide it because it's a red flag. Like, I told him, I was like, yo, the only red flag I have is your birth chart. Like, that's the only red flag. <laughs> <sighs> yo, his it's birth so funny chart Morehouse is wild. Dude, Morehouse dude was a Gemini, too. Which is also is a red, as we all know, is a red flag for me. Um, yeah, but you, I love a Gemini. I, I love them. I, I think they are the best. They're so funny. They're so chaotic. They're so smart. I live for Gemini's, but I also realize it's not for everybody, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you get Azealia Banks's, you get Kanye's, you get Donald Trump's. So, <laughs> but you also and get I like a Naomi. Tell you was like Gen- you can't tell. But it makes sense now. It makes sense. <laughs> That's it a terrorist. Full, full <laughs> a full-blown terrorist. It's Carol Div Day Levine or however the fuck you say her name. No. She a no, she's a Leo, which makes sense. I also, also don't makes believe sense. I also don't believe in white fire signs. Like I just <laughs> like fire signs are already over the top, but if you add white privilege to that shit, it's gonna be on some other shit. <laughs> Look at Madonna. Look at Madonna. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Don't Ooh. add white privilege to like take it to a whole nother level. Somewhere we don't want to go. But anyway, so we asked you. So basically, I got these cards, these deck of cards. Mm. And if you're interested in them, um, I'll link it down below in the description. No, I'm just kidding. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. Uh, <laughs> You know, um, I, I got him from like Ace Metaphor. You can look that up or whatever. And so, but one of the questions, and I want to ask you this question, is um, when you look in the mirror, who do you see? And and I was like, damn, that's a really deep question. And so I've been like, I was like thinking about it. Like when I look in the mirror, like who do I see? And the person that I see is someone who is like, who has grown a lot, but has like really been trying, who's also fucking fine, who is thicker than maybe she 
thought she would be, but them them curves still <laughs> them curves still standing. Same. <laughs> um, and someone who, and then also like someone who is like allowing herself not to be perfect and being okay with it. I think for me, and I've learned this a lot from the guy that I'm talking to is like, I have definitely been someone who's been like, I want to be perfect. And, 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 and perfect is different for everybody. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to have like a body that was perfect to me. I wanted to have, you know, the career that was perfect to me. That was, you know, and all these things. And I want to have all these, these ideas of what it is, but I've learned that like, I'm okay with just being me because I'm always going to nitpick. I'm always going to find things that are wrong and just being okay with me, the person that I'm looking at in the fucking mirror. Um, so yeah, I've been trying to like work through that. It is definitely easier said than done a lot of days. <laughs> Some days I'm like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but other days it's like, it's really nice. It's really nice. So but um, okay, so I'm gonna ask I'm you that happy, question. I'm happy, I'm happy for that, Thank and I've noticed you. that too. Thank you, really. Yeah, you gotta know. I think you always just put a lot of pressure on yourself. It was almost like sometimes I think you wanted to just show up, um, and be perfect or be right, and it's just like, how about you just be? <laughs> so I think in watching you kind of just be. It's been like a good experience. It's been it's been oh, it's been was well, been a great experience for me to watch you just kind of be comfortable in who you are and not judge that process. You know, even with the depression part, I think like just the way you've been able to be like, you know, I'm depressed today, or I'm I haven't been feeling the last couple of days, and it's just is what it is. Um, and that has been oh. especially inspiring for me because like I still I still deal with that beat up of like. I want every. I want to be good, on a good in a good place every fucking day. And it's like, no, nigga. Some days you gonna be sad. It it just is what it is. Yeah. Um, but who do I see when I look in the fucking mirror? I don't know. It's so funny because it's interesting that you asked that question. Um, I think that goes back to the part of overlooking myself. I think I'm always surprised by what I see in pictures mm. or. In um in pictures or in um the mirror sometimes because I don't think a lot of times I've even really like I'm I'm never really present. <laughs> I have a problem with being present. So I think what I'm currently seeing in the mirror is somebody who is learning how to actually look in the mirror <laughs> mm-hmm. and actually mm. see their reflection, not being mm. so caught up in the past or being so caught up in the present or the future that they can't see where they're at who, or what they look like right now. So like, mm. I'm almost seeing like, I'm like, it's like almost like kind of like I'm seeing myself for the first time. Um, wow. Cause I think for a long time I was just looking in the mirror and I was just, 
how to bypass it. <laughs> like, not in bypassing, like, I saw myself, but I wasn't really seeing myself. Um, yeah. Because I was always thinking about what I wanted, maybe what I wanted my body to look like or what um, it used to look like or what I hope it looks like in a few months or whatever the case may be. I mean, just the first time where I'm just like, hey. And I think it's so interesting that as that's kind of started, I care, care, I care less and less and less how I show up in the world sometimes. I'm just like, some days I'm going to be raggedy and it's okay. And I'm so okay <laughs> with that. Like, for the first time in my life, I am okay with being like not being put together. And um, yeah, but I'm, I'm seeing somebody who's learning, growing, and being as present. I think one thing, I hate to sound like one of them, my therapist, my therapist, but this is real. <laughs> love it. I love it. Shout out to your therapist. Shout out to my therapist. Um, we've talked about loving who you are in this moment, not who you're going to be, because all you got is this. And, that is so true. And I think that has been so interesting because I think destination happiness has still stolen so much of my oh. joy. I always, mm. similar to, I think when we say like, I thought when I got this, when I thought when I got this, thought that when I got this, that all these things. And I think that's even with LA. I think when I first got to LA, I was fucking the man that I really wanted to fuck. Like the man that I was like, I found desirable and that I found mm-hmm. sexy. And I was fucking them. And then afterwards, I'd be like, that's it. Like, this is the motherfucker I wanted to see me so bad or fuck or desire me so bad. And then after I'm like, that's all. Like, and I had to start asking myself, like, so what, what do you really want? Because it's not enough just to be desired. And you yeah. thought that, I think you thought that that would be enough or that would make you feel some type of thing. It's like, no, like, I'm fucking these niggas that I find really desirable, really sexy, and they find me sexy and desirable. But after that, I'm just kind of like, is there more? Yeah. (laughs) Like, um, and just being like, oh, there's not more. It's so funny because it's just like, it's funny what you learn because I'm just like, and also learning that the man that you find desirable aren't always that good at dating. <laughs> like the man that you really, the niggas, or at least for me at least, the niggas that you really, really want, they good. Some of them are good, but sometimes mm-hmm. it just ain't what you thought it was going. It's not what you thought it was going to be. It was a movie it's you thought as- was going to be really good, but it turned out to be trash. It ain't that you, it turned out to be trash. You, I think it's the movie that you thought was going to be life-changing, but was just good. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, the movie that you thought, like, as you went into it, what's a perfect example of this film? Okay, for a perfect example for me of this film is, um, what's the movie with Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs? Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar. When I was a kid, I thought I was going to love, like, Brown Sugar was going to be in my top five, top ten. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy Brown Sugar thoroughly, but it's not in my top ten. Like, it's not even close. It's not even a favorite. It's just a good movie. You know what I'm saying? It's just a good movie. And that's kind of what, like, it has been for me when I fucked some of these men that I really, really 
wanted to fuck. Like I wanted to hit. It's been like, oh, that's cool. I think, okay, I think maybe it's okay to just be good and not life-changing. Like, no, not everything. Ah, ah. <laughs> I'm just like, maybe it's like, the fact that it's good is still really nice. <laughs> like, Fair. you... You have you're desiring someone that likes you that desires you too, and y'all have good sex. I don't know. Maybe I'm I've been I don't know out here too long, but that sounds that sounds I mean, good. Good sex is better than bad sex because I've had some old life changing sex happens, but life change anything that is life changing doesn't happen every single day and often. And so, like, if it's good... It, bitch, that's a word, honey. You did that. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> you read like, the girls down. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, think, having a favorite movie out of, like, millions of movies that you've watched is a big thing. So expecting that from someone might be a lot, a lot that you're placing on it, you know? That's like, true. maybe just go into it, like, Oh damn, he fucking fine, and I'm about to get some dick and <laughs> enjoy that moment. Mm. Like be present in that moment for that more so. Unless I'm unless it's really bad because then it can be. It can sometimes sex is just bad. It, it, it's just I had some bad. I had some bad sex, or not even bad. I had a bad sexual experience a few days ago, and I was just like this. Yeah, it's rough out here. It's rough out here, you know. It's very um, trailer park. It's, it's very really, trailer park. <laughs> it's really, really, and I'm talking about like that manoleum gray trailer park that's rusted, <laughs> like that white trailer, that white trailer with manoleum panels, aluminum Ooh. panels that just has <laughs> just it's rotted. It's 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 like brown bronze spots <laughs> that have been with like this water color out. <laughs> it's bad. Meth heads, meth heads everywhere. Bobby Jean, fucking fucking <laughs> Billy Jean, her second cousin who's addicted to meth for selling his pills. It's that it's, is dating. <laughs> that is dating, and I just i I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> but yeah. But I got a question for you for pray. Okay. Look, 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 look. Am, if you could talk to anyone of your parents' younger selves, which Ooh. one would you talk to and what would you say? <laughs> bitch, I did that, right? You when did I that! I was like, bitch, I was like, bitch, you did that! Oh my God. Okay. I already know who I would talk to because this little boy needed some help. But um, <laughs> um I I often think about this actually. Um I would talk to my dad. Uh I would talk to his younger self. My dad, um he went through like a lot of abuse as a child. And, and luckily he never passed on that abuse, uh, to us, which is to me just like mind blowing, like being able to stop that, that pattern, uh, and that generational pattern is just like a huge, huge, 
huge fucking deal. Um, but a lot of that abuse like came with like a lot of emotional darkness. And I just would want to just like, to be honest, would just like hug up on that little boy and say like, you, you don't deserve this. I love you. And it's going to, your life is going to get exponentially better. I don't know if I can say anything more than that, but I just want, I really do want to just like hug my dad's like younger self so badly. Um, I don't know if anybody has watched Turning Red, which is on a, it's another Disney Pixar film. Disney Pixar films just teach me so much, <laughs> but she does. Is that the one with the black girl? Mm-mm. There's a black okay. girl one. There's like a short film cartoon, I think, that's on uh, Disney Pixar. Oh, is it good black hair? It, not it's hair, it's something about hair or something about no, hair? No, it's not that. Oh, okay. It's like, I, saw it on, I saw it on Twitter. Now okay, I don't, I don't Turning Red is about this Asian child who grew up in like the 2000s, like our era. Um, and she's like, she's like boy band obsessed and like her mom is just doesn't understand her. And um, and they go through these things and she actually goes and she like sees her mom's younger self uh, and she just hugs her. That's like literally just hugs her. And it's just such a beautiful moment. And that's something that I would just really, I would really want to do for my dad. Cause I don't think anybody told him that. And nobody was in his life being like, this is not okay. Like, this is not fucking okay. And I love you. And this is what love should feel like. Um, but that's what I would, that's what I would do. That's such a good question, but I definitely talk to my dad's younger self. I think, um, I don't know. I just feel for, when I think about how my dad grew up, I just feel for it. And I don't know. Really fucking sad. I don't. I don't have anything else. I don't have anything else to say besides it's really fucking sad. And uh, <laughs> and sometimes I'm like looking at my grandparents, like who the fuck were you? It's like y'all are people. But um, but yeah, that's a good question. Isn't that funny? Kind of looking at your parents and realizing that they're human, even if they fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, like these superheroes. It's helped. It's definitely helped my relationship with them the most. Um, Mm -hmm. Like realizing like they're not perfect. Like they're literally just people who just had some kids and did the best that they fucking could. (laughs) And some days we got some good shit. Some days we did it. And that's okay. Um, And it's helped me understand because like before I used to be so mad at my dad and I used to be like, why is he like this? And why is this, why is this like this or whatever? And then I just had to understand like how he grew up as a person. (laughs) Like, I don't know, like sometimes I'd be like, I don't know how my dad turned out to be like a decent person (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like growing up the way he did it could have gone so many different routes but he chose a different one and 
that is beautiful. And he actually does, he actually does try, like he really does, but it is hard. It's still hard, you know, maintaining a relationship with someone that has been through uh, a lot of trauma. So yeah. Yeah, that's a word. Yeah. even if you understand where they're coming from, even if you, uh, even if you know, like, oh, I get it. I understand it. But still somehow, sometimes how that like trauma represents presents itself and the relationship is hurtful to the other person and hurtful to you. So, yeah. That's real talk. But yeah, damn, that's a good-ass question. Bitch, I was trying, okay? I was like, what can I ask? That is good. Bitch, I feel like crumping right now. Just like come on, crump. Hey, 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 hey. You know what I'm uh, thinking about is that um America's Next Top Model. Oh, did you ever watch that where they did their I, I, I did the crumping episode? <laughs> Bitch, why do you remember? Why did you remember that? Because that's every time I think of crumping, that is the first thing I think of is them clowns. Uh, I just think of the, the duck and <laughs> I think of the documentary. <laughs> But also quality. <laughs> Nigga. Oh. Oh, that Hilarious. was Oh. That ooh, was ooh. I mean, America's next top model was it was it was a moment in time. It was a moment in time. In time. But like that have been a moment. You had you had to be there. You had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> so you try to watch it, if you try to watch it now, it's just <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be confused on why pe- why we watched it. Exactly, you're gonna be like, people like this. <laughs> people like this is what made Tyra Tyra. <laughs> this is why we still gotta deal with her to this day. This is what y'all like. This is what y'all approved. But again, yeah. you had to be there. Okay, you had to be there. <laughs> the moment was a very different time. It was very it's a different different time. Time. We were very different people. <laughs> <laughs> different people. Um, do, do you want to go to thought? Yeah, we might as well. I mean, I feel like I asked Loki. We done talked. I feel like you did this, long. but I have one. I have one okay. that you haven't really. I have two actually that you haven't really talked about. Okay. I, I'm okay. Now. So you said you want to make a concierge service for cuddles. Okay. Yes. You said this on Twitter recently. What is yes. your preferred cuddle style and what cuddle style could you do without? So I prefer to be the little spoon. Ooh. Um, I prefer to be held really, really tightly. And if I'm being honest, like one of my like one of the last like cuddles that I've had. Or that like life changing cuddle I had was when somebody held me from the front and like just held, you. Held, held me like well like I was facing them versus my back to them. Mm. Held me like like I was facing them mm. really 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 fucking tight. And I remember that moment just being like oh my god um, and feeling so deeply connected with that person in that mm-hmm. moment. Um, it's funny because I talked to him like a week ago. Um, and I was like, yeah, um, but yeah, 
that is my preferred cuddle style. Um, front really, really tight, almost so tight that you're like, bitch, this is a little scary, but I like it. <laughs> mm, okay. Um, and then I guess this, I don't necessarily have a cuddle style that I could do without per se. Um, you know, I'm kind of a good big spoon, um, mm. but I prefer, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't like being the big spoon from the back. Like I like you to be a side big spoon. Like I need you, your head, your head on my chest type of. Mm. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Uh, from the back kind of big spoon. Mm-hmm. I don't really mm-hmm. like that. Cause that just feel weird. Cause I'm just like, I'm holding, usually, especially cause like I always get these big ass, and Baku ass niggas want to be held from the back. It's just like, <laughs> I can't bear to get my arm around you, bruh, bruh. Um, That's interesting because I I don't like cuddling. Um, I don't. I have, I will say that like cuddling with my current person right now has been nice. Um, but I, I, I just get hot. I just be like, let's... <laughs> Like, we don't have to do I'm this all night. Cuddler. Yeah, oh, I'm not a long cuddler. Okay, okay, I okay. am, yes, Amber, I am the definition of 15 to 20 minutes. Like, I like, uh, uh, um, what's it called? What was, uh, I like a quickie cuddle. So Me that too. is probably my, yeah, like 20 minutes after. If, if it's really good, you can give me like 5, 10, and I can be yeah. like this. And then I can roll over to the side of my bed and, and just go to sleep. Because my the thing is with me is like I cannot stand it if I am trying to roll away and they roll with me. Like I'm like, <laughs> I, I didn't ask you to follow behind I'm me. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking weak. But yeah, I, okay. I didn't know there were short cuddles, and I've just been saying I don't like cuddling, but I do like oh, cuddling, no. but only for a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, no. You know, I sweat like Whitney Houston. <laughs> I can't be under no, especially because the men I prefer to cuddle with are usually bigger than me, so they mm-hmm. like they also generate a lot of heat. So it's just too, it's just it's too much, Taquita. It's too much. You know what? I typically, I typically fuck with like skinny dudes, and they be like, mm. "Ooh, I'm getting warm." I'm like, <laughs> exactly. And you're like, "Nigga, I'm, like, I, I'm getting warm too." I'm like, "Leave me alone. Leave me out of this, please. Let me go to sleep in peace, please." <laughs> too much, Taquita. It's too it's much. Too much. <laughs> Oh, you know what song I have in my head? I don't know if you're familiar, but I keep having that uh, candy song. Legs and hips and body. I hate Twitter. I hate black Twitter. I hate Twitter. I I hate I hate TikTok. I hate I hate them all. Okay. Um, Why did she do that? Why did she do that? I don't know. Why didn't somebody stop her? That's the real question. This was an old song, though. I just listened to it. It's uh, it's from her uh, stage play. And more importantly, why did they let her have a stage play? I think those <laughs> we're not asking we're not asking the important questions here. <laughs> why why does Candy have a stage play? <laughs> why did she ever have a stage play? Listen, have, the person. 
when you create no scrubs, when you create bills, 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 you can do whatever you want. Okay. You can do whatever you want. Um, okay. Do you have a thought question? <laughs> <laughs> you can't do legs and <laughs> hips and body. And then once I saw it on the stage yesterday, I was just hearing the song. And then once I saw it on the stage, I said, this is the most, like, we can no longer discuss Tyler Perry because Candy has made the worst stage play of all time. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> like, if Black folks, if y'all go to talk about Tyler Perry, I will immediately bring up Candy. Like, she gave y'all legs, hips, and body. And three party <laughs> and three part that, that were <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm just angry. I'm mad. I'm mad and I don't know why. I feel like that Sandra Bullock in that movie. What's the film with Sandra Bullock that came out in 2005 that dealt with like race or something? All I remember starts saying is crash. Like, crash, yes. And that part in the scene, this is when I knew Sandra Bullock was a good ass actress. When she said, I'm angry all the time and I don't know why. And I said, <laughs> bitch, give Sandra her things. She deserves. <laughs> Give Sandra, because I felt that shit and I felt she acted the fuck out of that. Sandra, Sandra deserved the Oscar for that. I know Ooh. we gave her an Oscar for something else, but she, or for, um, what was that movie where she saved the black boy? Um, oh, see, I, I, really I don't know she, that one. Yeah, she, that, that My favorite Sandra Bullock one is Miss Congeniality, hands down. A film. She snapped on that. It was a film. I just it watched it moment. for the first time. But it's like good, right? It's so good. And it's I watched so it for the good. first time, like at the beginning of the year. Mm. And then I watched two. Two was good too. I like oh, it. I've too. never seen that. Okay. I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna watch I seen them. two with More Regina King. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So well, shout out to oh the second one. So uh shout yeah. out to a Leo Queen Sandra Bullock. Um Okay. Okay, my other thought question that I had, yeah. unless you have one. I have one, but I wait to. I'll, okay. My other one was what's the black gay scene in LA like? What do you like about it? And what do you wish you could change? <laughs> I will be honest, I haven't gone out much here. Um I've met a lot of I've met a lot of black gay men, but in just random spaces. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know how to answer that. I because I, I will say that like I would say some generalizations that people told me about when I got here. I have seen there are a lot of black men with white men here. Um, um, there are a lot of actors. Um, yes. <laughs> there are Everybody's a lot of actors. A fucking yeah, actor yeah. Everybody wants to be an actor or is an actor. Yeah. Other than that, I think it's been cool. It's not okay. been like, yeah, like that's the best way to explain. It. It's been cool. It hasn't been necessarily bad or good, honestly. Um, I just think in general, <laughs> I've realized some things about myself in the space 
that I hold in Black, um, in the Black gay scene in general. And I think for me, I'm understanding that like, I'm not for everybody and everybody's mm-hmm. not for me. And um, there's certain things that um, I find important that others don't find important that they find important that I don't find important. And um, I think for so long, I try to subscribe to things that necessarily weren't me in this community just because I thought like I wanted to fit in or I wanted to be like what I saw was in. Um, and now like now that I'm as I'm growing and just becoming and living as as authentic as possible, I'm realizing like, okay, like I'm just not into that. That's not my thing. Um and I don't have to force things. Um, so I think even within that, you know, I think for a long time, I would like beat myself up for not having hookups <laughs> and like finally had them and realized what I already knew. Really not that much into them. Um, they're not really my thing. <laughs> um, so, but I wanted to be, cause I just thought like, hey, my friends are having so much fun or, um, I guess I'm just more or less realizing the black gay community that I have to, it's like a pick and choose or a la carte. I take what I like, uh, I leave what I don't. I take what I like, I leave what I don't. Um, but you know, I've met some really great black gay men here. Um, I can't really say my dating, I haven't really, I don't know if I can say I've dated much yet. I feel like I did more fucking than dating, but yeah. the few guys that I have gone on dates with, they've been cool or whatever, but nothing. Yeah, I haven't like, <laughs> I haven't found anybody here that I'm just like, I've been enamored with, but maybe okay. that has more to do with my growth than them, but I definitely haven't met anybody here. I'm just like, ooh. Fuck me, daddy. It's been very much my own. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, and I was also looking at it more so like just the scene, you know, like just like the scene when you here go is very- out. Mm-hmm. What is it? Because to me, when I think of LA, I think of white men, white gay men, like mm-hmm. a West Hollywood type. And I don't really like what is the black gay scene like in LA? Kind of thing. So That's it was, okay, got you. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, I will say that it is, <laughs> it is very flashy here. Mm. Um, it is very flashy. And I do think that there is this natural tendency to like show up and show out more than I feel like here, here than in New York. Mm. Um, but I think here is like a different, like, I think in DC, there's that same kind of energy, mm-hmm. but like in a different way. It's like, oh, we got government jobs versus here. I think it's like, <laughs> it's more like I am in proximity to either celebrity or mm. whiteness. And that's what I take pride in. Interesting. Like, and it's like, okay, girl. Like, <laughs> so I think, like, and I think in New York, it's so interesting because I think 
the proximity or what 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 you take pride in in New York is like how many bodies you can get, like you know how many motherfuckers you was fucking, and how many motherfuckers are, or, or how many motherfuckers are on your line. And I mm. think in DC is in DC it's do you have are you working in government? Are you do you got a home? You know, mm. do you got a bins? And I think here it is more like I have proximity to whiteness or I have proximity to celebrity. And mm. that's what I'm taking pride in. Um, I don't know what it is. In, I don't know what it is in Atlanta. I think Atlanta is a mix of kind of like all three. least <laughs> 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 in my experience, like Atlanta is a little bit of all three because it's very much, you know, Mm-hmm. You meet a hairdresser in Atlanta who done did fucking Tiana Taylor's hair twice and they acting mm-hmm. like they that girl. And you're yeah. like, bitch, she only hired you to go to the grocery store one day. But okay. hey, <laughs> live your best life. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that is the one thing I have noticed. It's like, oh, and yeah, I think what I, what I found interesting here is like the men that have seen with white dudes. Mm-hmm. I've been very surprised because I'd be like, oh, I would have never thought that you would have a, t- a Tim. Um, <laughs> Not a Tim. Or, or Jake, Jake. Or Jake. Ooh. Um, and like a Jake Jake. You know? Yeah. Um, I know. Like, not just like a Jake, but a Jake. Like a WeHo Jake. And that to me, it's just like how any black man can find a weho white gay attractive in any capacity. To me, it's perplexing. But hey, teach Cheryl. <laughs> you know, yeah, teach Cheryl. Wait Not for me. Um, is there anything that you like about the LA gay scene? Black gay scene. Excuse me. It's not as many of us here. So, because there's not as many of us here, I feel like it is a little more, feels a little closer, Nick. Mm. Um, a little more open, I think. Mm. Um, I feel like in New York, I just had so many options of, like, who I could hang out with. Mm-hmm. And, um, in, terms, in terms of personalities and feels and vibes, and I think here... Um, the man that I've kind of become, the black queer man that I've kind of become close to, I don't necessarily know if I had met them in New York, I would have became close to them mm. for whatever reason. But here I've been able to be like, oh, like this is different than what I normally go for. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I do think it's a little more close-knit and it's a little more familial here. The community part, I feel like is a little stronger here because not as many of us, or at least we're not as visible. Right, right. Okay. Because, I mean, it's a lot of us here, but mm-hmm. I just feel like we're not as visible in New York, where I feel like in New York, you, like, you walk every corner. You Everywhere. See. Yeah. We, Especially we, in, like, a Harlem, like... Just... A Harlem or Brooklyn, like, you just, mm-hmm. we, like, bow, gaming, black, mm-hmm. what you want, mm-hmm. what you need. What style you need? What flavor? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Love that. So my 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 thought question isn't necessarily all that thoughty, but it is: What has your parents' marriage taught you about love? 
Mm, that's a good question too. Um, my parents, my parents have been married for 34 years. It'll be 35 years in December. The idea of being with somebody for 34 years is just crazy to me, but that's just me. (laughs) It's wild and it's kind of wild. I just feel like those two, they that's just who gonna be with each other. Like they they some (laughs) my dad is it's giving huh? Is it giving that's my man? I'm gonna stick beside him. (laughs) It really is. It's like I'm gonna stick beside him. They be sticking beside each other. Um so my dad is a Taurus. My mom is a Scorpio. So it is, you know, my dad ain't going nowhere. <laughs> he ain't budging. He ain't moving. That my is mom. so true about a Taurus. A Taurus <laughs> they like, bitch, I'm here. Whether whether it's good or bad, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going nowhere. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like that. But um yeah, my parents, my parents' marriage has taught me, I, I've learned that I don't, there's a lot of things that I don't want <laughs> in a relationship that my parents have had. Uh, my parents, they, they were also very young when they got together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there was a lot of arguing. It was a lot of, it was like pretty like volatile, Um, and so because of that, I kind of shut down when it comes to like arguing and yelling. And that's something that I don't want to necessarily like have in my relationships. Like I do know that like disagreements are going to come. Like that's just how life is. Like, like you go, you're going to be mad at me for something. It's okay. Like, you know, like that's life. That's life, life, you know, but I just don't, the way that sometimes like the anger presented itself was just like a little too much. And that's something that I definitely do not um, want uh, in my uh, relationships. Um, But one thing that I do is like, the one thing that I do like is like that they really do ride for each other like hard. And that is something that I, I look for and that's what I want is like someone who's just like really, really fucking like just got my back, you know? Mm. Um, and, uh, but I think my, my parents, yeah, my parents' marriage has kind of just taught me what it is that I want and what it is that I don't want from just seeing Mm. that. Uh, and then also understanding that like relationships are different for everyone. Like, I don't know, maybe arguing is like foreplay for my parents. Who knows? You know, like (laughs) I have no clue, like (laughs) who fucking knows, but it allegedly works for them. Uh, (laughs) and yeah, but I just also have to know that like this really, just because this is happening in relationships, uh, my parents' life doesn't mean that's what has to happen in mine. I think that's kind of one of the reasons why I was very scared to get into relationships because I thought like every relationship I saw was some trash. And I was like, I oh. don't. <laughs> I was like, if this is what this is. I don't want it. <laughs> I was like, this is not giving. Okay. Like, this is not. It's- it's giving trauma. <laughs> it's giving trauma. And I got, I already got enough. Okay. I don't need more. 
<laughs> so I just, that's what? one of the reasons why I like stayed away from relationships, but uh, I'm learning um, through my own is that I can make it however the fuck I want to. Um, and that's what's really beautiful. And then, so I guess it's from being in this relationship has also helped me understand that like other people are doing that too, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think my parents have done that uh, um, in a pretty decent way too. Um, yeah, but those that's what my parents' marriage has taught me. Ride for your person, you know. And you can but, pick and choose what works for you. And you can pick and choose what works for you. Amen. Amen. Um, All right. So we want to do, I got some bur- a new Burbage confession. Okay, questions. let's do it. Let's do it then. Okay, so what would be the what would be the name of your debut rap album? Ooh, my debut rap, debut album? rap album. Yes. This is the one after you don't release a few mixtapes. The girls know you, they fucking with you. You 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 that bitch. This is gonna be the title. This is gonna be your little Kim. Like Yeah. Okay. Oh, do you have one? Hold on, because I, I, I don't, don't. Have to think. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna think about this. What would be my debut rap? What would be my debut rap name? Uh, album, album, album. Um, Oh, I do got. I just came over. Okay, there. what is it? What is it? A bad bitch with insecurities. A bad bitch with insecurities. Damn, that's good. Um, maybe depressed hoe. Yes. Y'all, y'all really coined it for me. <laughs> Was you just gonna be depressed ho aesthetic or just depressed? No, home? just depressed home. Okay. And what do you think that cover would look like exactly? Like what do you what do you envision for the cover? Are the color is there a color wave that you feel like it's gonna It's gonna be kind of like dark colors, okay. like uh like blues, purples kind of thing. Um, and then I'm also seeing, (laughs) I'm also seeing, this is not, this is, I also see myself like either looking really sexual in a messy room, (laughs) like titties out, you know, Doing the squat pose, look his squat pose, but then there, it's just like clothes everywhere. On the floor. Okay, <laughs> and okay. a and a and an unmade bed. <laughs> ah, ah. Why the bed gotta be unmade? <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's how I would have it. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, okay, and then the next one is what would be your Real Housewives tagline? Oh yay! I I saw this on um. Twitter. 
Um, my real housewives tagline would be, <laughs> this is not a real housewives tagline, kind of that is like appropriate. Why? Why are you not appropriate? Because it, it, you can't say this kind of stuff on TV, but okay. I would be like, your man may have left you for dead, but my man is constantly giving me head. Ooh. Bitch, that's, yes! Bitch, that's a good one. Bitch, that's a good one. <laughs> Bitch, your man may have left you for dead, but my man is constantly giving me head. That's a word. <laughs> That's a word. That's a word. Yeah, that would be my real housewife's tagline. But then, but I have to that. But I, I would say it, but I don't think that would be be made my uh, tagline. But people would, people would just know. <laughs> no, I like that. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm trying to find mine because I tweeted it and now I can't send. Oh yeah, I forgot what you said. You said something along the lines of, "Damn, what would your?" Hold on. Because I was looking, I was looking at your Twitter. Um, to find stuff to Oh, I found it. I found it. The brand is strong, the coin is long, and my pussy has never been better. Ooh, yes. The brand is strong. The coin is long, and my pussy has never been better. Like the brand is strong and the, and the coin is long. Is long. Mm. Yes. And the pussy has never been better. Like you've been you've been talking about manifesting. This is like a manifestation. Like <laughs> this is about to be my mantra. I'm a <laughs> I'm gonna be like, the brand is strong. The coins is long. And my pussy has never been better. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Amen. Put some uh, waves behind that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I'm going to say, calm, for calm. Say some calm. Call me. Yo, couldn't, wouldn't that be amazing if we made like sex uh, mantras for calm? Calm app. Ooh. We need that. We can call them busifestations or bus. Busifestations? Yes. Busifestations. Yes, busifestations. Come on, calm. It's it's Look, a moment. It's, it's there. It's there. It's there. So who's your bad bitch Hall of Fame entry? Ooh, bad bitch Hall of Fame entry. Um, I got mine and I'm ready. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So mine is gonna be Zuri, um, James, LeBron James's daughter. Yes, <laughs> Zuri James. We would like. To I love her. Like I don't to know you. why I didn't. <laughs> we would like to thank you for <laughs> your perfect embodiment of what the mm. black community felt. When seeing mm. Bronny with that white girl. Mm. Um, mm. Savannah, I also would like to thank you because mm. you did it in such a way that you like, I'm not going to shade this white girl, but I'm going to shade the fuck out of her. Yeah, it was and beautiful. Mm. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, and Zuri's face 
<laughs> when they are taking this picture summarizes like who is this white woman and why is she so close to my brother and Zori just really like because I think that's how we all felt you know mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. who is this white woman we why is she so close yeah mm-hmm. we were all like what's happening here what's going like, on I get it I get it because it's like at the end of the day LeBron Bronny is surrounded by white women like yeah many black girls that he probably is even in close proximity to exactly he gonna he gonna get the i'm not saying that there's not options because there obviously are but i think when you think about but it's still it's still hard out here and when you think about high school and i mean even the the brawny type like Mm. are they checking I don't even necessarily at that age. Nice. At that age, sometimes. At that but maybe age, I'm bitter and jaded. <laughs> and I don't think it's necessarily about being bigger or jaded. I think at the end of the day, people, a lot of times, what we don't fail to recognize is that people adapt to usually, unless they're given certain um, cues to their environment. Yeah. yeah. And I think that Bronnie Def, I don't think Bronnie's going to end up with a white woman. I don't. I can honestly, I can say that I don't believe that. I think that, you know, he just kind of doing whatever, but I don't think Savannah's going to allow that. And Zuri damn sure ain't going to allow it. So, because <laughs> Zuri really runs the house. And that's really what it boils down to. Zuri's yeah, my girl. She does. Um, she does. I Zuri love her. James, a queen. A queen. A she queen. Was a, she's ahead of her time. She really is. Ahead of her time. Okay. Well, since we're going for children, um, I'm giving it to my girl, Kavya. Um, Forever and for always. Forever and for always, a Scorpio. A birthday twin. A birthday twin for Savoy. Um, Just the cutest, just the smartest, just the funniest, just the shadiest. Like, uh, just love Kavya. So that'll be my bad bitch Hall of Fame entry. (laughs) We're starting them off young. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because. When Whitney said she believed the children are the future. Come on. Those she are was talking future. about Zori and Kavya. Okay. Yeah, that's what she was talking about. That's exactly okay. what she was talking about. That is the children of the future. Because okay? <laughs> it damn sure ain't us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the these... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joking, joking. Um, as always, we end this with good bussy vibes, um, mm-hmm. which is just something that I've seen that I'm like, hey, I'm going to share this with y'all because it, it helped me. And I actually saw this yesterday and it is from Vibe Source. It says, affirm, I am attracting a new love into my life. I won't have to question this person's intentions. This connection will flow efforts, effort, effortlessly. I will have no hesitation that this person meant was meant to cross my path the person is this person is loving loyal inspiring and a lifelong connection i continue to remain grounded keep my heart open so i can receive this blessing hmm. that's beautiful okay because that's what amber did and that's how shante got man at home all right <laughs> um, he's so good, good to, to me but also what I will say too, this is another thing that I will add to that is like 
one thing about me, I was always afraid to be too, I was like, I'm doing too much, you know, like I'm, I'm too passionate. I'm too, uh, whatever. Like I'm, I was just too afraid to like be vulnerable. Y'all don't do that. The person who wants you and that you vibe with and that where it feels effortless will never feel like you're too much. It will never make you feel like you're too hard to love because you're not. Mm. So, and you'll know that when you see that person and you probably, y'all are probably already in relationships. I'm just, uh, this is something new for me. So (laughs) y'all probably like, bitch, we know. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to second that I would say that the person that is for you will also not think that you're too intense mm-hmm. or they'll join your intensity. They will. They truly will. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, I, Bussy Hive, thank you so much for all of your encouragement, for all of your words, for all the where the fuck have y'all been. Um <laughs> You know, we see it um, and we are out here living. We are out here enjoying life. We I don't have any updates about the show per se, um, but just keep rocking with us and just keep (laughs) we'll come. We'll come when we come. Okay. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You know, we like John Rule and Shanti. We're not always there when you call, um, (laughs) but we're always on time. Always on time. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we gave you, and we're going to give you our all, baby. You surely will. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right. Um, and that's all I got for y'all, really. Um, be blessed. Be great. Um, I hope that you're enjoying your life wherever, whatever it may currently include. Mm-hmm. And um, send me, send me some, send me some good dig vibes for some, mm-hmm. please. You will have good um, dick vibes. I'm telling yeah. you. It's coming. Yeah. yeah you don't have somebody that's going to match your energy. Exactly. Some, give me a nigga built like him by you. Send me them vibes too, because that's mm. what I really want. By the way, I saw Winston C. Duke at Soul Warehouse. What was it like in person? It was better than I could ever imagine. <laughs> like, I wanted to suck. The off his dick. It was better than I ever could have dreamed of. Amber, like, it was. and he had, and he had the nerve to have his legs out. And you know, do some, some juicy thighs, some juicy thighs. Like and you said, you know, and I know, I don't even think that Winston probably got like a long dick. It's probably like you know, seven, seven, eight. It's probably boyfriend dick. It's boyfriend husband dick, but it's girthy. I feel like it's girthy, and I just feel like it's one. Mm, and one of those that it might hurt your mouth on the sides a little bit while you're sucking it, but it's good. Um, and, make, um, your, uh, yeah. make your jaw crack, you know? Yeah, it's a jaw cracker. It's a jaw cracker. cracker. Mm-hmm. I had one of those. I did have one of those recently. That, that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I just wanted to like clear up any confusion. My man is not white. Thank you. Bitch, no one thought that your man was white. I don't think any anybody who has listened to this motherfucking podcast, they might have thought he was somebody of a man of color, but they did not think he was white. No, this this man is a Negro. Okay, he is a he is black. Okay, he's black. Okay, but not but 
he's black and beautiful and oh, a man. A phenomenal beard. Phenomenal beard. Because uh, he's from Philly. Because he's from Philly. You know, he's just, he can't help I it. He's from Philly. I thought he was from yes. Philly. Yes. No, he's been in that Chicago is. for a very long time, but no, he's from Philly. So that makes Philly that beard, beard. make so much sense. Mm. Yeah, he can't mm. help it. It's a long, yeah. Benny Siegel. Freeway. Yeah. He joins uh-huh. a long line. He joins a long line of beards. But not like Freeway's beard is like patchy a little. His beard is like like what is it? The dark and lovely for men? What is it? <laughs> what is what is it called? You know what I'm talking about, though? I know, yes. That's his beard. His beard be like, it's like, oh. It's it's, it's it's it got texture, but it got a shine to it. That was like mm-hmm. it's like juices and berries. I was like, yeah, I was like, damn, this is a shiny ass beat. <laughs> He's very moisturized. Yes, yeah. it has a it had like a glow, like it was a yeah. glow around the beard. You can't say that a lot of niggas ain't a lot of y'all ain't got a glow. No, there's no um, glow. Shout it's out just, to y'all. Um, it's a cloud above well, y'all. Yes, 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 and a lot of. <laughs> Or a, a cloud around your beard. Um, but you know, mm-hmm. we all on a beard journey as someone with a beard. You know, some days every day can be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I just want to clear, I just really wanted to clear up that he wasn't white. I just needed y'all to know that your girl didn't succumb to the pressures. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I too won't be succumbing to the pressures. You know, if you have if, if Savoy gets with a white man, you guys, I don't know world, what I would do. The world I don't is know ending. what I would do. I don't the know. The world is ending. The world is fucking coming to an end. Like, don't like if I get with a Jake, the world is coming to an end. Like if y'all see me pop up with a Bob, like the world is coming. If I pop up with a Jake, the world is officially like I know that we think that motherfucking that um global global warming is gonna be the end of the earth, but in fact, me showing up with my vanilla king is what's going to cause like that is going to be like God is gonna be like, or whatever whoever you believe in is gonna be like, you know what? It's been enough. He's got a vanilla king. Shut the shit down. Shut the shit down. It's done. It's a wrap. It's over. Like, it's over. Like, no. No, 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 no. I can't tell you that my man won't be a man of color. Like, at this point, I'm kind of just like, I want him to, I dream that he's a black man. I know that he is a black man. I think my worst fear is probably going to happen. And my worst fear is that I'm gonna marry a light skinned man. Um, yeah, I yeah, see that yeah. more than anything. Yeah, like I'm I was about to, too. I was gonna make a joke. Like I was like, Jake from State Farm is even a is even a push for you. Exactly, but that's what I'm gonna end up with. I'm gonna end up with a Drake or a Jake from State Farm. Like that nigga's gonna be bright, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. be pissed. And I had a conversation with one of my friends and she was like, so, well, you really got to stop thinking that like light-skinned men are like associating them with 
with less than. Yeah, <laughs> maybe like, stop associating them with less than, but like I also get what you're saying. You know? <gasps> like, I don't know. Yeah, like, like, and I was she was joking. I'm joking too, but I think mm. I just like I just feel like if I get with a light skinned man, I'm constantly gonna be looking at him like how the fuck that do this to myself, like. Light skinned men are good, and then the best yeah. light skinned men are the ones with dark skinned dicks. Those are the best ones. <laughs> Those are the if best. Your ones. dick, if your dick, if your dick, if you are Drake and you got Lance Gross dick, holler us a boy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> never mind. Woo. Okay, all right, Buzzy Hive, we love you. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye.